What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 59 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. I am your host, Lucas Agan. Joining me, as always, is Ryan Smith. Ryan, how was your weekend, my friend? It was good. I we, we chilled out. We've been getting back into little nightmares a little more, so we've gotten a little further on that. I think we're close to finishing that game. Uh, I got to say, I, I tried out this uh, demo, Outriders. My buddy Adam had told me about it a while ago, and it's uh, essentially an action RPG um, looter shooter. You know I love my, lo- my, my, my loot. I love to shoot. Uh, so I, I played that. The really interesting thing about it, though, is that uh, the demo, like everything from the demo, if you pre-order, is then going to move over to the actual game. That's always one of my issues with demos. Like, I'll play it a little bit. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get it if I get it. But, like, I... I love the fact that the progress that you make in a demo will carry over. So I was that sucker. I was that fool. And I pre-ordered it. I did it again. This is just on the heel of Anthem dying. We'll get into that. Uh, other, Other than that, though, everything's been good. How about yourself, my friend? My weekend was good. It was a very special Saturday over the weekend. Pokemon Day was here. And I know we're going to get into some of the announcements that came around that time. But it was good. As a Pokemon fan, I could not be more thrilled from what was announced. But enough about us. We have a very special guest this week. I've been super pumped to have him on the show. You know him as Noctis in Final Fantasy XV, Rory from Fire Emblem, Marlin from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and the just announced near replica coming out ray chase is joining us on the show ray how are you my friend thank you for joining you guys (laughs) that is awesome it's great to finally be able to talk about near and not talk about automata uh it is uh (laughs) it's a good weekend um uh, i'm really glad to be here and i'm I'm th- honestly thrilled to uh, be working with the Review Journal. I grew up with this paper. Uh, we uh, we never liked the Las Vegas Sun very much. We we're always a Review Journal family <laughs> all the way. Is Vegas Sun even there anymore? Is that just too old? It's still a thing. It's, it's still, still a thing. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, yeah. Uh, I love the Review Journal. Uh, they they were um, they delivered to our uh, our door every day growing up. So uh, it's awesome to be here. Uh, even in podcast form, we love it. We love it. Thank you so much again for joining us. We're gonna we're gonna sit down and dive into your life a little bit. Uh, but first, we got to talk about some video game news. Uh, you guys know that the uh, PlayStation they had a state of play here. I think it was like a week or so ago, and and really there were. Uh, it was kind of nice to be able to dive in and see some of the games that that we know will be coming out. Uh, they've kind of rehashed. They went into uh, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, it's about time. It's Crash Bandicoot 4, which I believe is playable now. Uh, Returnal, which uh, seeing Returnal, that kind of got me uh, a little hyped uh, about it again. I wasn't. I know we talked about it a little bit before, and I wasn't 100% sure exactly what it was about. And since I've been seeing some more video on it, it's like this is totally a game that's up my alley. So I think this is going to be my first, like, true you know design for playstation 5 game so i'm really excited about that uh another game that really kind of blew me away a little bit i wasn't expecting this there's this game called sifu uh Mm -hmm. which is kind of like a martial arts 
Um, it looks like a martial arts game. Um, and it, I mean, everything about it just looked really cool. The art style looked cool. The fighting and, and playability of it looked really cool. So that was another game that interested me. And then, of course, we got uh, word about Final Fantasy VII Integrate, which is going to be uh, uh, is going to be introducing Yuffie as a playable character in a DLC. This had me really hyped because I was thinking, all right, we're not going to get any content until you know episode two of of the Seven Remake comes out. So I feel like this is a nice little interlude uh, break in between the two coming out. So I think that got me pretty hyped. That that ended the show, uh, and I thought they ended on a pretty high note. What were your thoughts on it, dude? I mean, there were some pretty interesting looks into some games. I don't know that there was anything super uh, groundbreaking that I saw that mm-hmm. that I don't think we hadn't really seen before. Sifu was does look super interesting. Um, I couldn't help but feel a little bit disappointed. Now, this is a company that has not been afraid to show us looks at games like way far in advance prior to coming out. So... Since games like uh, Horizon 2 and God of War are supposed to be closer to coming out than than not, I was expecting a look at at least one of those games. And mm-hmm. maybe this is just me just, just setting expectations way too high and getting hyped up. This happened to me with the Nintendo Direct 2, but I was expecting to see one of those games be their, their uh, showstopper, so to speak. So I was a little let down that we didn't get that. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I, I could totally understand that. Uh, Race, what were your, did, did you get a chance to uh, check it out? I, I'm curious to know what your thoughts were. Uh, I did get it. I saw some, I liked it. What's the new one? Riva? It looks really cool. The animated one. Mm-hmm. That one uh, was mm-hmm. the Santa one for me. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I'd rather not see trailers for God of War Horizon if they're not ready. Uh, we've uh, we've definitely seen the last couple of years that games uh, coming out when they're not ready is uh, is not the best way to go. Yeah, there's that Reva Reva one. Yeah, um, this looks great. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm okay with things taking their time. That's uh, that's all right with me, uh, especially because not everybody even has a PlayStation Five. Uh, I certainly don't. Right. And that's what we're finding is that there's a lot. I mean, there's still a huge demand for them just because people can't get their hands on them. Uh, it's which is really surprising. I figured by now, at least, you know what I mean, that they would have had enough stock to be able to properly get them out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't look like there's there's a lot of positives, you know, at least for the future. Uh, from what I'm hearing as far as stock and people people being able to get their hands on them. So that is definitely disappointing. Uh, but I, I, you know, to, Ray, I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, again, if, if, uh, um, uh, whatchamacallit, cyberpunk was any kind of, uh, indicator, don't rush stuff, take mm-hmm. your time. I think they're at a point where, you know, I, and I think it's actually a smart move of them. Look, we would, we optimistically would love for these games to come out, but if they're not ready, they don't want to get people too hyped up. They don't want to start throwing out these promises, of, of these games without being able to actually back it up. So I, I think it's a smart move on their end not to, you know, if they're not ready for it, then then don't do it. Take your time. Yeah. Wait till it's finished because we know the negative impact it has uh, just on the gaming community and, and their own brand and, and how people uh, perceive them. It's, you know. You know, let, let me ask you, Ray, from an actor's perspective, when you're part of a bigger projects like you have been in the past, when when 
players start to get their first looks at it, what's your mindset? Like, how much stock do you put into what the internet says and how they start reacting to that that first footage? Huh. Uh, it's funny because I've kind of done things that are that have been all over the map. Uh, I remember being Anthem was a, a huge one where the. Uh, a lot of the first looks were like, oh my God, this is the greatest game ever. And then I remember that huge demo was uh, such a crazy disaster. Some people worked so well, some people it didn't. Um, and then the game came out proper. So it was like, it had so many different looks and so many different reactions. That was a roller coaster. I don't think there'll ever be another thing like Anthem uh, for, mm. for a long time. Um, uh, but uh, uh, I don't know. I really enjoy, how do you just have footage ready to go what the heck right it's, it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible unless you're just having to live stream all these games right now this is your twitch feed um no i wish i wish although i did i've got a yeah i've got a nice little story for anthem i'll let you continue though cool uh yeah i mean uh it's it's fun to hear players reactions um uh it's also i think uh, really really fun to uh, meet people in person uh, going to those conventions and and really hearing people uh not just a, a random comment uh on something but uh really hear people's stories about how they're interacting with games because uh we just don't get to see that we don't get to see a lot of people enjoying these games uh you get to you have to hear the stories uh from the horse's mouth uh, later on yeah absolutely absolutely um very very quickly and and I'm not, I I do want to cuz I've got to I've got to talk about Anthem and sure. and we will get into that for a second but I know that Lucas is hyped uh tell us tell us about that Pokémon I know that is your thing Oh my goodness yeah <laughs> big big anniversary year for the series right and I almost want to say take note Nintendo like this is the kind of anniversary celebration that I like really want to see them embrace with like Zelda and Metroid and and all these other big franchises that have these big anniversaries. That intro video was so good. Like that hit me right in the feels. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Like being a series that that I grew up with. Oh my goodness. And just think that over the, the course of the next year or so we're going to get Pokémon Snap diamond and pearl remakes and pokemon legends this open world pokemon game like oh my goodness like if you i could not have imagined a better way to celebrate this year i mean three pokemon games hitting three very different genres like oh my goodness i'm all for this it's yeah it's crazy what they've what they've done as far as uh i mean i mean again this was i feel like pokemon was very much a little bit after my time so i was never really into it but i know it's a huge community i got super into uh pokemon go for a while there that was like my introduction into it i watched that movie that came out and and um with my daughter we've kind of gone back and started watching the series i think it's on netflix or something like that so it's like i'm trying to like i see like People really love like there's a huge community uh, behind Pokemon and it and it clearly means a lot to people. So to see this this franchise, not only has it thrived since we were kids, but, you know, they continue engaging and building, you know, these these uh, uh, games and and different ways to interact within this universe for both young and older people that enjoy this. Uh, it's you love to see it. You love to see it. And I know, Ray, you are no stranger to the Pokemon universe. I know we said before we started, 
it's just so cool. Anytime I, I, we talk to anybody that's been involved in like any facet of this universe, I just geek out. So what, <laughs> what did it mean? What does it mean to you to be a part of, of this massive universe that they have here? It's crazy. I mean, I, yeah, I grew up, we were saying before record, I guess, uh, yeah, I, I would wake up at five in the morning every day, uh, to watch uh, two episodes of the anime. And, um, uh, I collected the cards and, uh, I collected all, uh, 151 in blue, uh, using my link cable with my friends at school. Like I was, I was in it to win it. And I'm really glad I forgot you reminded me. Yeah. Pokemon snap coming back, which is so cool. Um, and so when the anime came out to Los Angeles, uh, the director came out and uh, had me audition for professor Cerise. I just couldn't believe I was even auditioning. And then when I got it, it's just, just been an honor. Yeah. It's wonderful. I love it. I mean, it's such a, yeah. I mean, Pokemon again is, is one of those things that I want to learn more. I enjoy it. And there's just a lot of things with it and it, and it's cool. So it's like, yeah, it's like, I, I, I was like, this is fantastic. This is, and again, this is something that I kind of thought was going to be done for Zelda and the Zelda series and the 35th anniversary. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was going to be something hype like this, like, yo, we got this and that and blah, you know, and, and that was kind of underwhelming for me uh, as far as with Nintendo's direct. Uh, I think that was like last week or the week before that. So, um, you know, to be able to see this and, and just get that fan service out there. I'm like, look, look, look guys, we got all kinds of things playing for you. Get hyped up. It's like, I want to check out that. The, like, I think that open world uh, concept for it is super cool. So like, that might be one that I jump into. There's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, different areas here for it. So well done, well executed. Ryan, I'm revising a prediction here. Nintendo <laughs> is going to launch their Switch Pro with Breath of the Wild 2 and Pokemon Legends. Just just give us those two mm. open world games and just take all my money, I guess, because I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that'd be fantastic to see. I'd love to, to see that. Again, I, I still think Nintendo has some, some bangers in store for us throughout this year. So I'm excited to see what they what they come out with but again too i think they're they they may be playing it a little more uh you know closer to the chest as well just because there are some production issues the current situation going on you know things are kind of up in the air some things are opening up other things are are you know uh here and there so i think a lot of people are 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 seeing what kind of reaction people have had and they're just taking their time not trying to jump the gun and and, and make any kind of uh predictions or or things that they can't or promises uh let's say that they can't fulfill so um you know i'm I'm excited to see what nintendo's got in store for us throughout 2021 it should be exciting absolutely yeah on a quick note i just want to jump back to it because we gotta I, i i do feel some kind of way about this um we did have uh um as far as with with anthem goes it has officially been canceled um anybody that knows me knows that this game this i i literally did a 24-hour stream this is right around when i got my pc so i was getting that muscle memory back uh for playing on pc so this was fantastic not only that i bought a copy i I bought a copy on pc i bought a a copy on playstation 4 and i also uh gave away like two or three copies uh, to people, I did giveaways throughout the stream and whatnot. So, like, I was fully invested. I wanted to get more people to play and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
again, you know, this was just disappointing. I think it's the right call. And and uh, uh, my buddy Davis called this a while ago that that they should just stop and end it um, because you know when they first started talking about Anthem 2.0. Uh, but I was still a believer. I still wanted them to have that no man sky like redemption story. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but this one, you know, it hurt again. I I, I think we'll see because the, the flying mechanics of it. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, there just wasn't enough to do. There wasn't enough loot. Um, you know, it was it was almost like a shell of a game, uh, which was really disappointing. The, the other thing I think this speaks on, too, is this is now the second. We had Andromeda, and we've got this now that BioWare has put out and have not done well at all. I, I feel like, you know, they're kind of – I think they see that it's it's they need to take and focus right now Dragon Age 4 and then the next Mass Effect. I think that is going to be a, a true indicator on whether they have a redemption arc or they continue to to stumble down this trail. I, it's ultra important for them to make a statement with these next two games. But uh, yeah, the, I was super disappointed about Anthem. We knew it was coming. I had called it too. I was like, all right, when they pulled the lead develop, developer from the second team to, to Dragon Age 4, I was like, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I just want to know I what your guys' thoughts were. Yeah, yeah, over the last couple of years, we just hadn't recorded anything. And I was like, okay, they're, I don't think that mm-hmm. they're doing, they're, they're actually doing anything for this, the Anthem Next thing. So uh, I kind of saw it coming too. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It is. Great flying mechanics. Uh, just not, just not there. So I don't know. What are your thoughts, Lucas? Yeah. It's it's a game that that I think a lot of gamers wanted wanted to love and wanted to get behind, and it's it, it's a shame when they originally announced Anthem two like there was some hope right it, it it intrigued me enough that I was gonna keep tabs on it to see how it started to turn out so it's always sad mm-hmm. you obviously you feel for everybody that worked on it uh from from the actor acting talent to the developers you know they it's a shame. It's a shame that this didn't work out. Uh, there seems to be a trend of games that I th- trend in gaming that there seems to be a lot of games that gamers want to love and launch just poisons the well a little bit too much <laughs> at the beginning that it's it's hard for gamers to stick with. Like there's so much content coming out that right. <sighs> It's it's hard it's hard to ask them to stay for an extended period of time if they don't start seeing improvements pretty rapidly. No, it's it's just what it is, and and I I think you know I I, I think other companies are are seeing this and seeing the damage that they did. You know, I guess I don't know if it's necessarily their reputation, but just I guess uh, uh, loyalty and and you know now I'm I'm definitely side eyeing. Bioware and and what they put out just because the last experience that I personally had uh, was not the best experience. <laughs> so I, I imagine there's a lot of other people and, and think about the people that were Mass Effect fans and then you had Andromeda uh, drop and it's just like what is this? What what is going on here? You know and I know a lot of them were heartbroken when they say we're taking that team and moving them over to the Anthem next team. I was mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all right, I'll take it. You know what I mean? <laughs> now I feel that sting. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, the Mass Effect remaster looks like 
it's going to be pretty awesome. So like, it, it's funny how, how quickly fortunes can turn. I have no doubt that, that the remaster is going to be a big hit. And then all of a sudden, you know, if that turns out well, all of a sudden that hype train's right back on for the next Mass Effect installment and for Dragon Age. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully the kinks are out. So hopefully they're back on track. Absolutely. I, I know very quickly you wanted to touch on, uh, this just came down, I believe today, right? That Epic bought uh, Mediatonic, which is the uh, uh, company that, did, that does uh, Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty cool, you know, like we know Epic has been making moves. I love the fact that they've been out there and and they've really changed video gaming and what you can do within video gaming. Uh, so for them to an, uh, acquire an IP like this, completely makes sense to me uh, i think it'll only boost and make fall guys even better uh than it already is this this fun game so i'm excited to see uh what they do with this this is this is an awesome uh move by them yeah it's really cool for them it's it's fun to see a studio kind of just come out with this hit and and see them rewarded for it so this is awesome i love fall guys i still play that it's still mm-hmm. fun i still am not very good at it but it's <laughs> it's just a good time like every time i played it's a good time and so it's it's awesome to see and and as a side note i'm happy to see the game reach other platforms because i'm all for just increasing this player base absolutely ray do you play this game at all I play uh, Fall Guys every single week, uh, Wednesday yes. night. We stream it. Um, it is yes. our, it's our, uh, one of our favorite games of the last five years or so. Uh, I, I can't get it up. I think it's great. Uh, and yeah, more maps is, uh, is always good. So uh, yeah, more resources for sure. Yeah, it's going to be, a, yeah, this is only going to make the, make the game better. So, yeah. you know, Epic has made the right moves. They know how to handle games, especially games like fun games like these. So I'm excited to see what they do with it uh you know let's take a quick break we will be right back and on the other side we're gonna sit down and talk with ray chase we'll be right back y'all hey everyone before we get started i wanted to tell you about blue wire hustle a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at blue wire hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate that any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your applications in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. And welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to that short message. And now we get into the fun part of the episode. 
And because the news broke so recently, Ray, I'm going to start with near replicant. So it's interesting because it feels like a, a, a unique space because this will be the first time to a lot of Western audiences that they see this game, but it's also not a new game that at least from Japan. So when you approach this character, how much do you take from that original performance? How much do you add of, of your own flavor? And and what's it like to be like the introduction to this character to Western audiences? Hmm. Yeah, good questions. Um uh so it was a it was an interesting character. I knew about the character during the audition process, what they were doing. Um, and so I had an idea of of where to look. And uh, where that ended up being was YouTube. Uh, some people had put up some playthroughs of uh, near uh, replicant. Wait, I'm going to get my terms wrong. The original Japanese one <laughs> is replicant. Um, uh-huh. People had put up uh, playthroughs of near replicant. There's a, there's a video. My gosh, this is opening some of that. It's incredible. <laughs> um, so I watched those. Um, and, uh, and got into the flavor of the, the character, but I didn't watch, um, Jameson Price's performance because I knew that that wasn't the character that we were doing. Uh, I love Jameson Price's work. I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, but I'm playing someone completely different. The, the relationship between a brother and sister is very different from the relationship between a father and daughter. Um, so I took my cues from the Japanese, uh, for this character and I, um, uh, uh, watched through the, the entire game on a playthrough because I couldn't uh, handle uh, downloading ROMs. Uh, my computer was too slow for it. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I watched through the whole game and then we did the, and we worked on it for, I guess, a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, a pretty long recording process. And, um, and then it, it being an introduction to uh, to Western audiences, I mean, uh, that's what it was. The, now, now people are are able to hear a little bit. Uh, some of those trailers are released, but uh, just in a in a next month, actually, uh, they'll be able to play the game uh, and uh, and be able to decide for themselves uh, which version they like. And um, yeah, can't say too many things. Uh, the the the. Uh, it looks like Square is keeping a, a little bit of the surprises close to their chest. Richie, I know this is a, a, a huge series too, but just let's let's go back a little bit and let's go from the beginning and let's like, how did you get into acting? Is it something that you you know worked on and studied? Is it something that you just kind of stumbled on? Uh, take us back a little bit. Well, this is cool. I get to talk. I get to actually name some places uh, in Las Vegas yeah. here. Um, I was, uh, at Becker middle school, um, doing, uh, playing band. Um, yeah, I played the trumpet and, uh, I got into one of the, uh, I got into symphonic band, which took up a separate period. Um, and I had an extra elective and I was like, I'm going to do band again. And my mom said that was really dumb. And so, uh, she said, do something else. And I picked theater and I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and, uh, I uh, took that with me to high school at uh, Palo Verde, where uh, I did uh, uh, tons and tons of productions. I did um, uh, the improv team. I did uh, uh, thespians, uh, forensics. I did a whole bunch of. Um, it just was such a huge part of my life, and I knew that I was going to take it with me into adulthood. Um, so I went to um, California, USC, 
and uh, studied some more. And I one when I graduated, I saw that doing voices was something that I was really good at, and that there were a lot of opportunities for. Um, and so I uh, joined a lot of online sites uh, like Voice One Two Three. Um, auditioned a ton. Um, just it was it's been a long long road i would say it was about like a good 5 or 6 years of like doing audiobooks i did a couple hundred audiobooks i did um lots of um uh russian iphone apps and uh all sorts of crazy stuff <laughs> um that was uh it was just kind of all over the place uh, a hodgepodge that you just kind of go from one client to the other find new opportunities um and then about i guess 5 years ago I was um, I was able to quit all my day jobs and really be able to focus on voice acting completely and not and not have to do so many audiobooks, which uh, are really really time consuming and difficult. Um, uh, yeah, and it was uh, it was uh, anime and uh, a lot of these Japanese games that I seem to have found a real foothold in. Um, and it's been awesome. You know, first of all fellow palo graduate from right here so that <laughs> you're already an awesome person right off that <laughs> wait how old are you what, when did you graduate uh, i graduated in 08 you grew okay oh so we never crossed paths so i i graduated 05 no no you no then i would have been a freshman no i would have been a senior when you were a freshman yeah right although unfortunately i, I moved here my sophomore year so i wasn't here my uh, freshman year so we, we okay, didn't so we were just never we were close hands. though we were close alas i feel like we would have been friends had we had we met though were you there <laughs> you must have been there when the theater burned down yeah yeah Jeez. yeah pretty crazy <laughs> stuff uh <laughs> Palo was a, a really, really good school, um, and uh, I love the teachers there. Oh, there were a lot of great teachers there. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, since you've been able to, to pursue acting kind of full-time here, obviously you've you've been in, an, as you said, a variety of projects and a lot of high-profile projects. So I wanted to touch on a couple if I could. And if I could start with Final Fantasy fifteen, because my girlfriend loves Final Fantasy, and she would kill me if i didn't ask you a little bit about this sure, so, sure. <laughs> you know coming into it did you know noctis's story like the, the full breadth of it coming in and especially the ending there was, was that hard to get the right tone of of the end there i guess spoiler warnings although the game's been out for a little while but uh, how, yeah, how difficult um, was it to kind of capture that well I, I won't spoil anything um it's uh once I got the part, because I because we did the demo, and then I was being recast because my uh, voice sounded too much like Gladio's, and then I had to do a whole recasting process. Very very scary stuff. Uh, but I finally <laughs> got through all that, and we were finally working on the main game. And that day, our first day back working on the main game, uh, they sat me down and they told me the entire plot of the whole game. Um, so I was aware of what was going to happen. Um, and in what order, uh, and all of the fishing. This is very important. Um, <laughs> invisible fish. Oh, these are like glitches. This is great. Um, I uh, the, one of the great things about working on that game was everything we recorded was in order. Oh, these are good glitches. Ah, that's good stuff. Uh, everything <laughs> we did was in order. Um, so it was very easy to come up with a character arc because you really see how Noctis changes over time. Uh, he like unlike a lot of video game protagonists really changes from start to finish. Um, it's uh, it really tells a, a mm-hmm. whole complete story. And, um, 
uh, just having all of this stuff in order was just uh, an absolute uh, luxury. You know, it it is such a such an epic game. Obviously, with within an epic series of games, you know, one relationship uh, that we we don't get to see uh, for obvious reasons is between Noctis and his mom. Do you ever wonder, like, how would that have affected had that relationship been allowed to kind of exist, and and how that might have changed how he would have been as a character? It is unfortunately impossible because as a uh, anime protagonist, you're not allowed to have happy parents who are alive. It doesn't happen. It never will happen. Uh, and it's certainly not happening here. So uh, I couldn't even imagine. It doesn't even make sense. How could you have a happy mom? How could you have a happy dad who's alive? It doesn't make sense. Is, is that something that if you saw it, you kind of raise your hand and go, I think we have a problem? It, well, it wouldn't be made. It couldn't be made. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> that is fantastic. Let me <laughs> let me ask you too. I mean, jumping into uh, a series that has such robust stories and and uh, you know the just that universe and the lineage of the Final Fantasies. How was it for you? You know, as an actor uh, stepping into that role and and really taken us through this journey because a lot of, you know, we, we know that video games have evolved so much. So we're, it's no longer just, you know, Oh, you're just, I'm just smashing buttons. Like you guys are st- telling these stories and these are, are, you know, cinematic and, and, you know, they, we're in this universe. They, they really have a much stronger connection with people. How was yeah. it for you on the acting side of it? Uh, it was uh, absolutely awesome. It was one of those uh, once in a lifetime things. Uh, the fact that we had, such a good directing and writing team that really localized this game brilliantly. Um, there's not a sour note in it. Um, we were able to re-record dialogue that after we had recorded it, put in game and realized that it didn't work. Like Final Fantasy X didn't have that luxury. There's tons of lines that mm-hmm. you're like, oh man, they just didn't, they weren't able to fix those mistakes that they didn't see uh, the first time through. Um, we had time, um, they had enough budget and they had a really good directing team keith farley um just has absolutely no anime background um and doesn't want things to sound uh, that have that certain tone uh he just wanted stuff to sound realistic and and get to the heart of what's going on and i think that really really came through um we just had an amazing cast amazing localization and amazing directing um so it was easy to step into that because we had such a great support staff was that something that you guys did like collaboratively? Were you guys in the same space, like no, doing lines, or did no, you guys? No, we separately? were never in the same room until uh, a year after at a con. They invented, they they invited us all, and uh, we'd finally all we were in the same room at the same time. Uh, <laughs> they tried it once. We tried at the very beginning uh, recording two people at a time, um, but mm-hmm. even that was just impossible because our. Um, our lines had to be within a millisecond of the Japanese. And uh, if you have somebody next to you and you're trying to flow and play off of them, but but stay within a millisecond, uh, mm-hmm. you just can't. So you have to go line by line. Oh, man, that, that sounds like such such an interesting challenge there. Like is when when you are recording by yourself and you have these time cues you have to hit, but then you also have to make it sound like it's flown naturally with the other actors in there. Is that 
is that a skill that takes a lot of time to develop? Like how hard is it to match tone and the cadence of, of how they're delivering when you're coming in, especially if you're not going first, I would imagine. Yeah, it does take a little while or actually, no, well, that's the thing. Going second is easier or, or going last in an anime is the easiest. Cause then you can hear all the English actors talk mm. and then be able to play off of them. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're going first doing lip flap and uh, getting your timing to the millisecond, it's just uh, it's just experience. Honestly, uh, having a musical background really helps because it's just a lot of timing um, and matching volume and pitch and tone and stuff like that. Um, so uh, yeah, you just have to kind of do it. Um, and thank again, thankfully, we had uh, guys like Keith who would listen to the entire conversation after all four of us had done had done it. And then realized, oh, okay, Ray recorded that on his own. Um, he wasn't aware of where the conversation was going. We weren't aware of where it was going at that time. So let's re-record it. Um, and that, man, that it's just such a luxury. They just don't, they don't do that anywhere else. That not in anime, not in most games. It was only Final Fantasy 15 that was able to do that. You know, if I can shift focus here to uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead, which is yeah. one of my favorite game series of all time. Like I just think every season is is so emotional, so hard hitting. How aware were you of that series before you joined? And I mean, that last season, <laughs> oh my goodness. So can yeah. you kind of talk about that process? Uh, well, yeah, I, uh, I read the, the uh, comics when I was in college. So I was mm -hmm. really aware of the plot and the story and everything like that. Um, and then uh, my uh, one of my mentors was Dave Fanoy himself. Uh, he gave me my first microphone uh, when I was taking lessons from him uh, in his workout group back in the day. Um, and awesome. uh, I was taking those lessons uh, while Walking Dead came out, the, the, the first season and uh, all the awards he won and just an amazing performance. Um, so I... I played that through. I played through season two, skipped season three. Uh, and then season four, um, when Marlon came, uh, I think I, yeah, I auditioned for him. Um, but, uh, actually Robbie Damon originally played him, uh, my, uh, my prompto himself. Uh, and then, uh, and one day they were like, ah, you know what? We just want to re-record it. Try it with Ray. And uh, I recorded that in one 13 hour day. It was a monster session. I think I had like a <laughs> wow. somewhere to go or they were under a deadline, but it was an absolute insane session. Uh, and it was directed by Jack Fletcher, who directed uh, all the previous Final Fantasies before Final Fantasy 15. Um, and it was recorded in the room that they recorded Final Fantasy 10. So it was a crazy confluence of all sorts of Final Fantasy trivia going on. Um, <laughs> but Marlon himself as a character is so super, just a, a crazy emotional journey. Uh, and I absolutely loved it. Um, you should definitely stop the video at some point because there's spoilers <laughs> <coming>. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you as an actor feel pressure when you come into a series that that people have uh had a history with or is it is it like more excitement that you get to see what you get to do and, and kind of yes, add it's to excitement honestly uh melissa when i heard melissa in my uh headphones it was like oh my gosh i'm so it's clementine i'm i'm working with clementine that's so cool uh <laughs> and you're just you're able to play off of them uh the pressure is the audition, but uh, doing the work is the, the fun part. Yeah, and that is such a that that's a series that I need to um, like. I played through the first two seasons and then yeah. kind of fell off after that. Yeah, three like was a different thing. And, yeah, you can skip. Yeah, through. yeah, and I 
Well, there and there was the Michonne uh, DLC as well, which I know I I I have all oh, these I games. I just need to run through them. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the reasons why I'm not looking at a lot of the games in the future. Is uh, uh, this whole COVID? I've just been working through my back my backlog. It's been great. It has been perfect for that. It has. It's been amazing. Mm-hmm. I've I've gotten to game more than than I have in a long time, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if if I can uh, touch back on on Nier, obviously this is not your first time in that universe. I so, can't believe they brought me back. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> what what does it mean to to be invited back and get to play? You know, obviously a, in entirely different circumstances, but to come back to that world. Um, it was well, yeah. The two games were quite a bit different. Um, like and and the two characters are so totally different. I mean, uh, near Automata. I also feel like um, working on it. We didn't know that it was going to be a success. We didn't know that people were going to pay attention that sort of stuff. Um, whereas with this one, we're like, okay, everyone's paying attention uh, this time around. <laughs> so uh, let's let's be super serious about it. Not that we didn't take Automata seriously, but we were like, okay, let's uh, let's all do our homework and, uh, and make sure we know exactly what's going on. Um, the uh i the i was uh not um invited for the auditions for brother near um because i was in automata but uh they they ran through uh you know dozens of voice actor auditions and um yoko taro just didn't find what he was looking for and um john riccardi of 84 uh reached out to me directly and said I know we we just need kind of a younger, deeper voice, uh, and we think you can pull it off. Would you mind reading for this? And I said, absolutely, I would. That's incredible. That is, yeah, that is. Uh, I, I'm excited for that. I, I know this is uh, the nears people. People really responded positive positively to it, uh, which is exciting. So, what about uh, projects as far as uh, animations or anything like that? Do you have anything in the works as far as with that? I do almost no cartoons. Uh, sometimes, every once in a while, uh, I'll play somebody, uh, but uh, it's super rare. I just don't book animation. I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> it might just be a lack of passion. I just love video games. Uh, I like working on commercials. Um, but uh, yeah, for for some reason, um, animation's just not been my strong suit. Um, I have one casting director who. Uh, who, who cast me in some stuff, uh, Wes Gleason. Uh, so I'm always in whatever DC animated things uh, they're cooking up. Uh, but, uh, but other than that, not really much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess, it, no, I completely understand that. Sorry, real, real quickly. What, what about, uh, gaming projects and, and for, you know, we know about replica. Um, what about other projects or even future wise? Is there anything that, you're just kind of dying to be a part of, or is there something that you're looking to to almost create or or work in another uh, <laughs> creative way? It's funny, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you're right on both accounts. There is one that uh, we've been creating for a long time, uh, and uh, still a long way off from from being released, but it's still happening out in the shadows. Um, and then uh, I think this weekend, maybe. I get to announce something else, which is very cool. We've been working on it for a long time. Um, and then, uh, uh, and then one crazy wild bucket list thing happened. That's like not exciting and not video games at all. Um, that I got to be a part of, uh, and that probably comes out later this year. Uh, so yeah, 
definitely some crazy things. One super video gamey right in my pocket and one just crazy out there. Uh, fans probably won't care, but uh, man, it means a whole lot to me. It's uh, it's wild. If I can touch on one of your animated projects, uh, just because I am I am a sword art major fan, both my yeah. girlfriend and I just love that universe. What what obviously is so much fun about Gun Gale is the fact that we're seeing an entirely different set of characters, right? That are a different part of that world. Right. How much fun and, and how interesting was was that project because it was just something so different than what we had seen before. Uh, yeah, Gun Gale was cool. It was, you know, uh, that was back before Fortnite, I think, because like all the UI and stuff is all PUBG. Um, so it was... Uh, it was cool seeing a game that was hot right then being represented in anime immediately. Like it was crazy. They wrote this anime all about this battle Royale stuff, like right when it came out um, and, uh, and getting to play two completely different characters was super, super fun. Uh, their online persona and then who they are in the real world. Uh, it was cool. It was a really, really fun one to work on with Anaplex. And, you know, being from Vegas, it, it, are there any Vegas projects or shows that you in in you know when you were growing up that you would love to to be Vegas a part is, of? You're right. That's a really good question. Uh, one crazy thing that happened. Uh, there is a there's a recording studio out there called Adrenaline Studios, um, and uh, I used to record there when I uh, went home to see my family. Um, uh, and they do they do a lot of uh, local stuff, commercials and things like that. Uh, and one of the ones that just came through one day was the guy on the stratosphere uh, that uh, does all the ride announcements. And I was like, wow, I get to be the stratosphere guy. That's crazy. Um, that was that's absolutely wild. <laughs> it may, makes no sense. I was there before it was a stratosphere. One was the Stupac Tower back in the day. Uh, so to be a part of that is uh, just Vegas history. It's wild to me. I love it. I love it. You know, and, and we always like to touch base that on that voice acting is, is such a, an exciting world, but, but a daunting world to a lot of people. Like, like it, it's hard to even know where to start. What would your advice be to your younger self if you were just getting started now? To my younger self? I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting <laughs> twist on the question. Uh, what would I tell myself? I don't know. I don't know, because it worked out okay, right? I guess. <laughs> oh, you know, it would be like learn like learn weapon training earlier. I guess that would be the thing, because I do a lot of mocap stuff, and that would be nice to uh, uh-huh. to have a five-year head start on that sort of stuff. So that would be my advice. Uh, get your get your weapon training done. Is, 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 there awesome. so, is there something you know now that you wish you would have known earlier uh, besides weapon training, like something maybe the way the industry operates or anything like that? Um, No. And I don't know. It's like some of the lessons that you learn. It's good that you learn those lessons um, Mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, some of the, uh, you know, about getting recast and stuff. Like uh, I was a big part in Fallout 4 uh, or when I was uh, in Final Fantasy 15 getting recast. Like that's, it's one of those things that like, even though you're making a living, there's still like hard lessons to learn and it's better to just yeah. go through it because uh, it's going to happen many, many, many times uh, throughout your career. Uh, and it's just a, just a whole part of it. Right. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can we find you over on the socials? Uh, Twitter, uh, Ray Chase. Uh, and then I, I, I stream uh, with uh, Loud Annoying. There it is. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I stream uh, with uh, Robbie Damon and Max Middleman every Wednesday night. Um, playing Fall Guys, uh, uh, come see us at twitch.tv slash loud annoying. 
Excellent. Thank you so much again for joining us. We really appreciate the time. My pleasure. It's great to be back home. Absolutely. All right, Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend? What's uh, tickling your fancy? Well, not a surprise because my, my girlfriend, uh, I'm watching my girlfriend still play through Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, so that, that's been pretty much it. I am getting my last few weeks in of Super Mario 35 before Nintendo yeah. pulls it from us which I'm really sad about because that is still the only Battle Royale game that I can actually win. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what about you, Ryan? You know what I'm about, man. I'm going to be on. I still need to finish Spider-Man. I'm getting closer on that. And then we've been uh, grinding through Little Nightmares. And then I've been playing Outriders, just uh, grinding through that. That comes out next month. So, again, if you're into looter shooters, I, I, I'd say check it out at least. I'm enjoying it so far. So that's what we're going to be on. But... Thank you guys so much for joining us again, taking the time and listening to us. Don't forget, check us out on the Twitters at Lamb Party Pod. Uh, and we'll see you guys uh, next time. You know what it is. We love your faces.